Hey everyone, and welcome back to Right the Wrong. Some of you may have noticed that there wasn't a new episode last week. If you did, don't worry, we're back. Right the Wrong took an extra week off to celebrate my birthday, and it was a much-needed opportunity to rest and reflect. If you missed that update, remember to follow us on Instagram at Right the Wrong Podcast, so you're always up to date on what's going on with the pod. Now, if you've been listening to Right the Wrong for a few weeks, you might remember our episode on Sasha Johnson, a black liberation activist in the UK who was shot at a house party in May of 2021. If you're listening to this episode and you haven't heard our first episode on Sasha, stop here and check out episode two, the shooting of Sasha Johnson before you keep going. For those caught up, Sasha is still hospitalized and last time we talked about her case, the four men charged with conspiracy to murder her were set to have a final hearing in February, and their trial was set for March 7th. I was really hoping when I sat down to give my first update on Sasha's story, even if it wasn't an update with a happy ending, it would at least be an update that ended in accountability. And I'm really sad to say that unfortunately, that's not the case today. Our episode this week is a short but important one. Keep listening to get an update on Sasha Johnson, mother, daughter, sister, small business owner, and the Black Panther of Oxford. I'm Tamara Hill, and welcome to Right the Wrong, a podcast for people who love true crime, care about understanding the world, and care even more for the people who fight to make that world better. This episode may contain language, scenarios, and situations that aren't suitable for all audiences. Please prioritize yourself while you listen. Shocking news came in the day following the February 21st hearing of the four men accused of conspiring to murder Sasha Johnson. It was in that hearing that the prosecution announced that they would be dropping the charges against the accused men and would not be presenting any evidence against them in court, calling the case circumstantial. During statements, Prosecutor Mark Haywood QC did make clear that the Crown Prosecution Service which is the prosecutorial service for England and Wales, doesn't believe that Sasha was attacked for her advocacy or for any reason at all, for that matter. They stand by the assertion that Sasha was merely in the wrong place at the wrong time. The Guardian documents that while the decision to drop the case was explained by the prosecution, the four accused men smiled, hugged, and acted with general happiness and glee. And who can blame them? Either they're innocent men who get to return to their lives as normal, or they just got away with conspiracy to murder. At this point, it's unclear whether or not the Crown is going to pursue different charges against the men in relation to the crime. While the conspiracy charges were said to be based on circumstantial evidence, Prosecutor Haywood explained that the altercation the night of the party started with the, quote, falling out and hostility between the two youngest members of the group of four, Cameron DeRiggs and Devontae Brown. Though the Crown doesn't explicitly say this, to me, this phrasing and mentioning of the men's altercation leads me to believe that one or more of the men intentionally fired the gun and missed their target, accidentally hitting Sasha, or possibly fired the gun on accident. But that's just a theory on my part. So I'll keep looking into updates on this case to see if the men are charged with different crimes. For example, maybe an accidental shooting. 
There's so much to be angry and upset about in this case. If the four accused men are actually guilty, then they've been set free and Sasha's shooters are just out walking about and there will be no justice or accountability for her. But if the original four men are innocent, then it's been almost a year with the real assailants out on the streets. Four young men of color were likely profiled and hit with charges that were unsubstantiated, and after a near year, the likelihood of being able to find new evidence or clear eyewitness testimonies has drastically decreased. And according to what Detective Chief Inspector Nigel Penny told The Telegraph, there are actually many witnesses from the night of the shooting, but all of them are refusing to come forward to speak to the police. Police, Sasha's family, and myself are desperate to know what they're afraid of and or if they're protecting somebody. But most upsetting to me is the state Sasha has been left in and how the lives of her family have been changed forever. You may remember from our first episode on Sasha that the details around her health and family were difficult to come by. I'm glad that I can now provide some more details on Sasha's recovery and some insight from her loved ones. Sasha's mother, Ailette Dolling, and her sister, Shakira Williams, spoke to journalists for the first time ever at New Scotland Yard after the Crown revealed that they would be dropping the conspiracy charges against the four men. It's heavily detailed in both a BBC and Telegraph article, as well as the video of their interview on PA Media, all of which you can find the links to in our show notes. With this interview, Sasha's family also released a few new photos of her and some updates concerning her health. And I'll give a fair warning before you go and look at any of the photos or listen to their interview. It's heartbreaking, and it can be really hard and really triggering for some people to watch. The damage that the gunshot wound caused to Sasha has been called catastrophic and permanent. She's had multiple surgeries, but has permanently lost one of her eyes and at this point is paralyzed on one side of her body. Though it's unclear if the paralysis is permanent based on her sister's comments. Sasha hasn't woken up since the day she was shot, and she's only communicated faintly in slight nods of the head or squeezes of the hand. Her family shared photos of her on a ventilator with unnatural curvatures on her head and scalp, impacts from the bullet wound and subsequent surgeries. But they also shared new, everyday photos of Sasha. Happy photos of Sasha that the public hasn't seen yet. They released pictures of Sasha with the full face of makeup and her fashionable clothes and at different points of time with her sons, Cavalli, who's 11, and Michael, who's 7. And one, she and Cavalli experiment with the flower count filter from Snapchat. And in another, she kisses Michael on the cheek while he looks into the camera. The photos look like they could have been taken yesterday. And then you remember that these boys are growing up in a world where they haven't heard their mother's voice in almost a year. With Sasha, Cavalli, Michael, Ilette, and Shakira in mind, I'm going to go over the options we talked about in Right the Wrong's first episode on Sasha. This refresher may be helpful if you want to learn how to help Sasha and her family, or if you or anyone you know know anything about the shooting and want to give your information to authorities. First, there's a GoFundMe set up by Marvina Newton on behalf of Sasha's mother. 
The funds are being used to care for Sasha's sons and any medical care she receives that needs covered. Their goal is currently 20,000 pounds and they're at a little over 11,000. Second, you can look into the Taking the Initiative Party in the UK. Remember, Sasha was a founding member of the Taking Initiative Party and continued to participate in their advocacy until she no longer could. And though the party may not align with your political stances, or you may not be a voter in the UK, they're a leading source to look to for updates concerning Sasha and civil social rights in the UK. They also started the hashtag PrayForSashaJohnson, which you can use to engage with Sasha's story on social media. Finally, if you're listening and you know anything about Sasha's case, please get in touch with the Metro Police. Full contact details for domestic and international tips can be found at www.met.police.uk contact. And if you're friends with anyone who knows something, please encourage them to step forward or at least seek safety so that maybe eventually they might feel comfortable coming forward to helping solve Sasha's case. Despite everything, Sasha's family has faith that justice will be served and she'll wake up one day soon and tell the story of what happened to her. And of course, at right the wrong, we wish that for them too. Sasha deserves health and her life. Her family deserves to be complete, and they all deserve this case to come to a close with accountability, healing, and justice. I'd like to end with a section of a letter Shakira wrote to Sasha and shared with the media during her recent interview. Quote, we were left emotionally scarred and damaged on May 23rd last year. We all got shot in the head. And the pain has been so much at times. It's like we couldn't breathe. How ironic. Because when you saw that George Floyd couldn't breathe thousands of miles away, you took it to the streets of the UK to fight for justice. Sasha, you're a born leader. Say her name. Sasha Johnson are everything. Wake up, Sasha, and finish your race. This podcast is researched, scripted, edited, produced, and hosted by me, Tamara Hill. A full list of source material is available at righttherongpodcast.blogspot.com. And that link is also in the episode description box. Special thanks to the co-editor and musical producer, Cy the Savage, for our theme music. If you liked this episode, like, subscribe, or leave a review. I read all of your comments, and it helps other future fans find the show. The artwork for Right the Wrong includes a graphic called the Universal Logo for Human Rights. This logo was created by Prijak Stekik of Serbia. The logo is open to be used by anyone at no cost to promote and protect human rights. Read more about and get access to this logo at the United Nations Office for the High Commissioner of Human Rights website. I'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. Until then, you can find the show on Instagram at RightTheWrongPodcast, or you can use the hashtag RightTheWrongForHumanRights to engage further. Thank you for joining me on this journey to highlight the power of people and the power of us all.